Happy New Year, everyone. 2021 is upon us. We have a very fun episode, a very fun month for you. Our friend Morgan's on the episode this week. You're listening to Mouse Park Insider. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. The wheels may be needing a little work. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. Oh, look at those people. Here for the big race, huh? It's gonna be fun. All who come to this happy place, welcome. All right, Danny. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. Thank do, God. Do, do you do you feel do you feel different? Do you feel like all right? We're do you feel like we're moving forward at all to a better, beautiful tomorrow? I mean, every day is moving forward. Um, but no, I don't feel any different. All I'm, right, I'm cool. still inside. Okay, awesome. <laughs> not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, not for at least probably a few more months. But I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting there. I feel like we're like over halfway there. Like I feel like we're like. 70 yeah. percent it's like, like you we're can getting almost there. start to see the light in the tunnel a Not, little bit i mean we do have a christmas surge going on with the pandemic but oh, i don't yeah. want to get into any bad news no. let's get into some good news good news only today let's get into some disney news okay what kind of disney news do we have not a whole lot going on there really isn't too much going on i mean now's kind of a slow time with um the parks you know everyone's just kind of visiting for the holidays there's not too many updates but uh park hopping's back it is yes so you can now hop on to a different park as long as it's not you know sold out um after 2 p.m yeah interesting and there were a lot of questions since um the park hopping um is back now there there are questions about if the monorail system is going to be working going it's to not Epcot. Right, now, right no it's still not up so i mean there's you, still a lot of unknowns. Yeah, so definitely take that into consideration when you are going to park hop to your next park. You know, you kind of want to figure, you know, your ride transportation there and yeah, all that. Yeah, pick the easiest ones, the closest ones. I don't know. Interesting. Um, we've actually <laughs> never park hopped at Walt Disney World. We have only park hopped. Park hopped at home, so... New year, but still not, not as good of podcast skills as we'd like. That's <laughs> still not gonna tripping over our words. That's not gonna change, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Now so that's great news, but now let's get into some not so great news. Magic kind of bands Magic bands are no longer free. Yeah, like why? I don't know. Well, probably saving money because Disney's not making as much I money as they were making. Yeah, it's probably just a, a money saver, but mm-hmm. it's like you need the magic band. Like, yes, you can get by with if you've got like a smartphone with the app and things like that. But you really need the magic band. Well, and the luggage tags are gone. And well, you can still get them. But you can, yeah, you can still request them, I think. But it's no longer going to be something that they just automatically send to you, which is so disappointing. <laughs> that was always like my favorite thing to come in the mail. Were the no, mag- the magic bands. The magic bands. Okay, then the, the, the luggage tags would come later, right? Actually, you know what? I think the... They came together. I thought they came together. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been so long. I know. It's been, oh my gosh, it's been almost a year. I know. But since our, wow. It's been, a, it has pretty much, yeah. Since like, Disney World, it's I been almost a year. The last time we went was like January 5th, whatever the marathon yeah. weekend was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I miss it. Well, I want... well, we will definitely be paying for our magic bands for yes, sure. Yes. I think that that is a must have accessory. 
And I will probably still request the the luggage tags. They were, you know, fun. And I want to say just one thing. So that's pretty much it for the news. I've seen photos of um, people on the attractions. Um, I know they are loading more people up on the rides. And I almost had a panic attack when I saw all these people when I was looking at photos of Expedition Everest with their masks off. Guys. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I understand Disney World is so much fun. I wish I could go. We all wish we could go. Some of us aren't, and that's fine. If you are going to go, just please, please just keep your mask on. Yeah, keep, you know, keep each other safe. Yes. I know it sucks, and maybe when you're on a ride, you want to take your mask off, leave it on, because number one, you're harming people. You may have it. You don't know you have it. Yeah. And number two... You're making Disney look really bad, very bad publicity for Disney. Yes. So just keep that in the back of your mind. You know, a lot of people are already talking crap about Disney opening and you guys are not helping the case at all. And I will add a number three. You're making the life for these poor cast members so much more difficult by not abiding to these simple rules. Um, you know, nobody wants to be the babysitter. So just, you know, follow the rules and still have a great time. It shouldn't hinder your vacation much, if at all. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, if you can't follow those rules, I mean, you have no business going. Just don't go. Like, just I, wait I don't. It out. I don't care if I sound like a dick there. Just <laughs> don't go if you can't obey those rules. Yeah, those were some pretty disturbing photos that I was seeing. Well, and then even Universal like selling out super quick, and all yeah. these people running like freaking sheep with, with no, no masks. Yeah, I'm like, what down are you doing? I know, and like all the nose poppers and people even with the mask below their chin but i saw so many people without their masks running down that street I know. Um, and it's really sad because unfortunately it is a very small population that's not following the rules but those are the ones that really ruin it for everybody else and really are the ones that you, looking at a photo you see that right away you're not going to look and see like all these people that are properly wearing their mask and doing things that they're supposed to do what really sticks out is the people that are ruining it for everyone. You know, and, and and it's sad because it's like, yeah, you want to take your mask off on a ride. But, like, there's places in the parks where you can go to take your mask off. If, like, you do need to get, like, a breather, you can get, like, a bottle of water. There are benches you can go sit on away yeah. from people. And you can take your mask off. And no one's going to give you there's a problem. There's ways to do it responsibly. But, like, if you're on the ride, don't be a jerk in the middle of the ride and just rip it off for the photos. It, it, you look like a jerk. You look like an a-hole. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. So, anyways, that is it for the news. Um, Guys, please, let's be safe this year. Let's get back to a uh, a new normal where we can all enjoy the parks together. All right, guys. So, 2021 is here, and I decided, you know what? Let's start these topics out with a big bang. We're doing the top 10 attractions of each Disney World park for the month of January. And our first theme park is Hollywood Studios, and we have our good friend, Morgan for from Just Some Magic Podcast. Yeah, Morgan, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, guys. I am so excited to be on here and talk with you guys. Uh, California people, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so true. I know. I so, feel like all of our interviews are like Florida people. So, so it, it's cool to bring a bring to bring a, a Disneyland California person on the podcast. Yeah, somebody that's been there more than, you know, a handful of times. <laughs> yeah, or like one visit or stuff. Yeah, it's crazy, cause especially because people tend to go more, if they're going to do only one park, they're going to do Disney World. But Disneyland's amazing. There's just so it much really charm is. and love to it that not everybody, like, understands or appreciates. So 
love Disneyland people. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally agree. Um, so you have a podcast yourself called Just Some Magic. So why don't you kind of tell listeners a little bit about what it is that you do before we get into our topic? Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for first off, letting me come on your show and then also talk about my podcast. I just started it a month ago. It is called Just Some Magic, like she said, and it's basically a feel-good podcast. I, It's not about news or anything like that or reviews. It's more so focused on the magic behind theme parks. So we do cover Universal as well. We love all theme parks, but it's more of a very heavy Disney podcast because that's where typically most magical moments happen. But I typically have a guest come on and hopefully I'm going to get you guys on soon and share your most magical moments. And then I also read some listener stories at the end. So it's a really good balance and and I try to have like themed um, theme stories for whatever's kind of going around the year. So we just did a lot of Christmas stories and I just did a New Year's uh, New Year's episode. So yeah, it's really fun. I really enjoy it. And I hope it can just, you know, my goal is just to bring magic into everybody's daily life and just, you know, make you feel like you're at the parks again. So, yeah. You know, and I think you do that, especially because we're two people that haven't been to the park in almost a year at this point. Um, and I just, I love the idea. When I, when you first even announced it, I was like, oh my gosh, she's just sharing like magical stories that people have to share. And I think that that's just something every Disney fan, theme park fan, but really Disney, like you said, it's where the magic happens. Yeah. It, we can relate to it and we all have that story and it just, it's a feel good thing that I think we all need right now. So mm-hmm. I love that you thought of it. It's something that I wouldn't have thought of. <laughs> it's well, like, it's it, so different. It's a lot different. And I think it's something that maybe people have thought about doing, but I think the idea of putting it out on a podcast might be, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot more effort than just doing, okay, here's the news for the week. Here's yeah. a topic. Nudge, yeah. nudge. That's what we do. But, yeah. but what you, but what <laughs> you do, it, job, it's, it's, it's something so different and it, it's, it, it's, um, it's inspirational. Yes, I agree. That means so much to me. I really, I really try hard. And like, you know, those like viral videos, like it'll be just the one video that'll go viral of say someone surprising um, their fiance and getting engaged or like those kinds of things. Like, I just kind of want to like concentrate all of that into one podcast. And so people mm-hmm. send in their stories and I interview people. Um, I recently had an Imagineer come on and talk about um, him working on like the great movie ride and working at Hollywood studios and like meeting other Imagineers. And like, that was really cool, you know, from not just even a theme park fan's perspective, but like someone who's actually worked for the company's perspective and his most magical moments. So I try to get a different variety of people and different ages. Cause we all just like, see and enjoy Disney in such like a beautiful, magical way. And I just want to share that with everybody. So yeah. (laughs) I love that. No, that's cool. And like, I'm sure just, you know, once you started this whole thing, I'm sure you've heard just a bunch of stories that you had like no idea, like, wow, that's like a crazy inspiration. Like that's very original because I think everyone else, everyone has their own kind of magical story, I guess you could say. And yeah. And their own version of magic. Mm-hmm. And like, I've even got some really like heartwarming stories that, you know, something tragic happened to them and it was very sad. And sometimes when I'm like, I, I have, I have guests like, you know, submit the stories and then I read them at the end and I'm like struggling to get through some of them and cause they're just mm-hmm. so touching. And then like Disney just gave them that new hope or that new ha- found happiness because after going through such a traumatic situation. So it's, Ooh, it hits you in the field sometimes. And sometimes I have yeah, to like re-record because yeah. I'm like sobbing during it. So, 
<laughs> You're like, this isn't going to sound good. Hang on. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, we can't hear through the sniffles. And <laughs> <laughs> now, do you drop an episode like every week, every two or two a week? Every yeah, other week? I do two a week every Monday and Thursday. It is very- You're a busy woman. <laughs> I'm very busy. I have an episode out tomorrow that I need to get a move on. <laughs> but yeah, it's two a week um, because there's just so many stories. I, it's just if I only did one a week, I would never even come close to the amount of that I could. And so, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's a lot of work, but I'm having so much fun doing it and just all the f- nice feedback, like from you guys and like the reviews, it's just been so positive and it just makes my heart so happy. And it definitely keeps me motivated to like keep working hard for it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I can tell you, you are definitely doing something right. So I, I'm very happy to have found you and also found yeah. that you have a podcast. <laughs> yes. You guys are so wonderful. I think I, I can't, I think it was Detour to Neverland. I I believe that I was listening to or somebody I was listening and they interviewed I can't remember who but just the little Disney podcast community you guys have just been so welcoming and I love having everybody come on my show too and share their most magical world. so it's all it's a win-win we can help each other out so exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yeah and like that's one thing that um we've learned because I think we started this podcast like exactly almost a year almost ago, a year ago. And just how supportive the podcast community has been towards each other has been something like really cool, really great. And yeah. Because it's just an extra thing that we all like to do. It's an extra hobby on top of the Disney like side of everything. So it it just kind of brings you that much closer to those people. Yeah. And Detour was actually the first uh, podcast to uh, welcome us on their show. And they were like, they were great. They were so, and we were so like, we were so nervous. We were so nervous. Like, oh my gosh, do they want to like interview us? What's going on? Like, I'm so scared. Like, and then they were nothing. They were so great and made us feel so yeah. welcomed. And like that kind of like opened us up more to the community. Like, hey, why don't we reach out and talk to other people yeah, too? Yeah, 100%. And yeah. That, they definitely opened that door for us. That was my same story too. I met, and I actually got to meet them in December when I was there. And they're so I nice. saw those stories and I was so jealous. I'm like, I want to be hanging out with these people. <laughs> It was so cool because like I'm more Disneyland brain. I'm not fully 100% Disney World, like knowing all the tricks and all the different stories behind rides. And so when we did Slinky Dog Dash, he was pointing out all of like, okay, so Andy got this roller coaster set, but he wanted to add Slinky Dog to it. And so you see the sketch. I'm like, I ne- I've ridden this ride a handful of times. I've never noticed that. And I'm like, yeah, so cool to ride with them. Now we're just gushing over Detour to Neverland. Right? <laughs> no, no, totally. It, it, so no, no. That's fun. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think if, um, you know, I think Brendan and Catherine both could teach like a Disney 101 history oh, class at a I would college take that for class. sure. Yeah, oh, I would definitely. Me. Like, I can listen to their stories all day. They're great. Yes. And they're so knowledgeable too. Like, there's so mm-hmm. much like, history and detail. Like, even if you know the majority of it, like, you're still going to learn something. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So now, when we first asked you which park you wanted to do for this because you were actually the first guest we came up to talk to for a top 10 attraction for a disney world park you picked hollywood studios yes (laughs) why did you pick hollywood studios (laughs) like i'm not trying to bash hollywood studios but in a way it's probably it's probably our least favorite favorite. yeah which is like horrible because we talk to so many people that love it and so Uh Why do you love it? (laughs) It's definitely people's least favorite, especially before Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge opened up. It was definitely everybody's like least favorite park or like some people I think would even say a half day park. I have always loved Hollywood Studios, even since like when they had um, the Sorcerer's Hat in there. I 
absolutely love it. And the reason why is because I'm a big thrill ride person, but I also love shows and entertainment. And they have both of those solid like there and with um, Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower Terror, but also like the Beauty and the Beast show and the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, like all of those. It's just so good. And I love being at Hollywood Studios. It's my favorite. So I'm glad I get to gush over Hollywood Studios and do this list with you guys. (laughs) <laughs> Good thing we gave you first pick. Yeah. <laughs> it might have I don't been think anyone else anyway. would have wanted to do this one. Oh my gosh, don't be rude. <laughs> I know other people that have Hollywood Studios as their number one park. Okay, so, and I think about it, and I, I think the main reason why we're not the biggest Hollywood Studios fan, um, I do think just because we're not too big of show people, I guess, when it comes yeah, to theme parks. That's true. We do like some shows, like... You know, like the Hyperion at California Adventure and things like that. But like when it comes to like the shorter shows, we're just kind of like we usually eh. skip. But mm-hmm. and also we get a lot of the same rides in California too. I feel like. Yeah, I think because they've got like a big so crossover. so many similar big ticket attractions. Like we've got Galaxy's Edge over here. We've got some of the Toy Story stuff over here. It's just kind of like oh, that's stuff we have at home. So we focus yeah. more on like the Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom for. Tony, I'm Animal Kingdom. <laughs> so, I totally no. understand that. Um, oh, really quick, the it's not even on the list, but Alien Swirling Saucer. I love Mater so much better. I do not care for Alien Swirling Saucer at all. What do you guys okay. think? Okay, so funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. We love Alien Swirling Saucers. Oh but no! The last your show. time, no, no, no. It's okay. No, you're, you're doing okay so far. <laughs> Just don't mess up again. Give oh, one more chance. <laughs> Um, so the last time we went to California Adventure, actually, you know, um, it was when they kind of opened up the uh, Buena Vista Street. Mm-hmm. And you could, we got a churro and we walked over to see uh, Avengers Campus. Yeah, what we, what we could see through we, the wall. You know, yeah, where we could get yeah. to with the rope uh, cutting us off. And then we saw the Mater ride and we saw it's the same exact thing Which as Alien always, Swirling Saucers. Yeah, we always skip it because we just always were like, oh, it's a kid ride, you know? And so we never even looked at it. And we go to Disneyland and DCA every weekend mm-hmm. and we just never stopped to even care to look at it. And then we just now realized, oh, it's Alien Swirling Saucers. <gasps> we would probably like it. <laughs> oh, no, that's so funny. Oh, We've missed God. out on it for so yeah. <laughs> many years. <laughs> so it's probably one of the first things we'll do when the park's open. <laughs> that, that's my plan is to go to DCA, do that. Yeah, definitely. We're going to go on that first. For sure. We have I, to because we're theme. horrible. Yeah, I love the theming there at Mater's. And I love when Mater in his like, strong country accent says the spanish um safety rules that just oh my that God. alone makes me happy <laughs> like i'll just listen to that <laughs> this like Aww. big hick accent it's just phenomenal i love it how cute but, wait, were you guys there the first day it opened for buena vista street we were not we were I, I remember following your stories though oh okay. i do remember I that you were there <laughs> yeah we went what like a couple like a week later i think we went like the second or third day we went that weekend it oh, opened on we? a thursday i think or a friday and we went i think saturday That's right. yeah yeah i loved how far back you could go for uh, to see avengers campus i was like on my little tiptoes like trying to yeah. <laughs> get on my back or something like that yeah. <laughs> picture get yeah. a selfie or something <laughs> <laughs> and I liked, you know, how far you can kind of hang out around like the Soren line and all that. Yeah, that was that awesome. Was it was so cool. 
Yeah. It was a little tease. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> 2021, the park opens back up. My yeah. fingers are crossed. Let's yeah. hope so. Only good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to the list. Our top 10 Hollywood Studios attractions. I'm excited. I think our lists are going to be very different. I think so, too. So I'm going to start with my number 10. Indiana Jones, Epic Stunt Spectacular. Yes. Um, like I previously just said, I'm not that big on shows. But now, if I were to pick a show to watch at Hollywood Studios, I definitely think it would be the Indiana Jones um, Stunt Spectacular show. I think it's well worth uh, your time. Let me piggyback on you because that's also my number 10. Okay. So I, I know that when we went and saw this show, we were kind of like, oh my gosh, this is so like, because we just saw it, what, maybe two years ago was our first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So at that point, it's kind of like old and it's like, oh, like this isn't really impressive stuff for a stunt show, but it was still fun. It still had its charm and I still enjoyed it. And I think I would watch it again. I remember as a kid, I really wanted to see the show because I think like Full House had it was an episode. On Full House, yes. <laughs> where, like, yes. I think. The, the main, like, the older daughter's boyfriend was on yeah. was Indiana Jones. And she kept seeing him around the park, and then he was Indiana Jones at one point. Yeah. Makes me want to rewatch that <laughs> so That's also my number 10. <laughs> okay. So good. My number 10 is actually Indiana Jones as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's great. Yes. <laughs> I do love it so much. And when I was doing my college program back in 2013, I actually got to be in it once and like at this point I already seen the show a handful of times so I knew the special surprise that kind of happens in the middle of the show and I was like looking out for that and then they put the little capes on you and hoods and you kind of have to act and stuff I when in the pre-show when they asked the guests like um, okay, we need you to do this or act scared or do this. They asked me to do a princess voice and I like choked up and I was just like oh, I don't know and like I like came with some sort of giggle and they're like that works and I'm like oh my gosh I totally blew that (laughs) (laughs) so I love the Indiana Jones uh stunt show I actually made a friend that was in the show or made friends with someone who was in the show and they were telling me all the behind the scenes things that happened I'm like this is so cool like I love this I want to know more about this I want to run around and I want to do what you do (laughs) (laughs) I would probably trip and fall so (laughs) You definitely would. I would. I would end up getting killed. (laughs) I don't don't know if you can keep this in, so you might have to cut this out. But there was a Marion. That's her name, right? The female lead? Oh, um, I think so. Sure. Let's go with it. After the show, because I had the friend, I got to meet her. And she was like, I don't know if she was like 55 or something like that. But she was killing it and she's like been doing that show for years and she just loves the character and I think she does like actual stunt work on the side and I'm like okay I have mad respect for you it's not like just some like 20 something year old running around they're like you're killing it like I want to be you when I get to your age like (laughs) I want to be you now now. (laughs) exactly exactly I want to be you 15 years ago in fact exactly exactly so that that i just the little bits i know about the show i just i really enjoy it so that's so cool that's awesome my number nine we were also just talking about this alien swirling saucers okay Uh, yes not my number nine but okay okay (laughs) um it it was our first fast pass plus at disney world was alien swirling saucers yes and i remember just going on it and smiling giggling and 
I just really enjoy this ride. And for us, I don't know why, but it's kind of like a must do when we go to Hollywood Studios. It is. Isn't that funny? It's just, it's our little thing. And I just had to put it at number nine. (laughs) I love sliding into you. And just whenever you slide into me, I'm like, get off of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, not my number nine, but I I already know my number nine is going to be um, very debatable. People are not going to like me. People already don't like you. That's true. I can deal with it. Um, Number nine for me is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I I really just don't like this ride. I think that um, so it should have been number ten probably. No, it, it was a it was de- debatable okay, okay. again debatable. Um, I thought about it, but I just think that it's uh, I feel like it's very nice on the outside and the line queue and everything. Um, even the pre-show, but the actual ride itself and being in the Millennium Falcon, so cool. But the actual ride itself, it leaves me like just wanting something completely different. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just a, a worse version of Star Tours, the actual ride. And I know no one's going to agree with me and that's okay. I actually think a lot of people will agree with you. I was kind of worried about talking crap about Smuggler's <laughs> Run at first. But now that I open the door, the the whole idea that you get to ride the Millennium Falcon and everything, like you said, it's awesome. It's fun. It's great. But the whole video, it looks just like a crappy arcade game. I feel like it's um, almost like you're supposed to be wearing 3D glasses, but you don't have 3D glasses on. Like, it's just kind of blurry. I don't know. Yeah. I right. totally agree with you. I Smuggler's Run is not even on my list. Oh, awesome. Morgan, people are going to hate you more. (laughs) (laughs) No, because when, you know, in California, we got Smuggler's Run way before Disney World. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was living in California and I did a bunch of times annual pass holder, you know, and it's not as rewritable as it should be. I feel like Star Tours is more rewritable because you don't know what scenes you're going to get. Like if they did that in Smuggler's Run, it would definitely like at least make it onto my list, but it's not. So yeah, it's just kind of the same thing. And I did hear about Chewy mode, but like that's kind of hard. And um, if you if you do a single rider, like I typically do sometimes and you get really crappy pirates, like you're getting motion or pilots, pirates, pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. And if you get off, like if you're in the back, like you're going to get motion sickness, even if you don't typically get motion sickness. So that's true. Yeah. And, you know, it's not as rewritable. And so by the time I moved to Florida and wrote it there and everybody's all excited about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't, uh, I'll just wait for you guys. I'll just go get like a blue milk or something because you guys got rum in it over here in Disney World. So <laughs> go get that while you guys go wait in line. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we have uh, only done Smuggler's Run like three times. Two or three times. Yeah, but and like the the last time we went on, we went with our friends who are pretty big Star Wars fans, and like I felt bad because I think he might have wanted to go on it, and we were just like, "Nah, it's not worth the thirty minute wait." Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. So we didn't even go on it with. Oh no. But we did take him on Rise of the Resistance. He did get to give so. you Rise of the Resistance, which yeah. is a way better ride. Way better, more efficient use of spending your time for sure. 100%. Yeah. Okay, what is your number nine, Morgan? My number nine. Uh, number nine and number eight. I could not decide which between two. But Slinky Dog Dash. Oh. Oh, yeah. my. Oh, yeah. she just messed up again. No, no, I know. <laughs> Stop recording. Oh, we have a bad connection. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we did kind of a bit earlier. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. And the reason why, okay, I will say it is a very cute coaster. It's a great ride. 
um, when, you know, Rise of the Resistance was first opening, I got there really early. They had all the Toy Story Land open. I wrote that thing like four times in a row before the sun came even, or before the sun came up. And it was phenomenal. But the weight that you have to do to ride that ride is like, it's not worth it. Like if I'm going to go on a thrilling ride, like I would rather spend my time waiting for like rock and roller coaster or tower of terror rather than slinky dog. So that's kind of my thing. I think it's great. I love the theming. It's just not something I'm going to go rush to do. I, I, there's plenty of other things I'd rather do than. That is a very fair assessment. Actually, We've never had to wait in line. And like, I don't know that I would did. wait in line. We did the opening day, but we got there like right in the morning. It and was we an only, opening we day only... for the roller coaster. Oh, though. well, it was our opening day for our trip. There you go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but we did a rope drop, and so we only waited about like half a half hour. hour. Yeah. Oh, that's I perfect. see that the line is crazy, especially mm-hmm. now without fast passes. I don't think I would wait for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm Slinky I'm, Dog's like no more than 45 minutes. Okay. Like, I think that's like the, the max waiting time. That's the time. sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it, 30 minutes over that, would be that's... ideal. Yeah. Yes. Which, good luck finding that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number eight yes. is Star Tours. I'm a big fan of Star Tours, Disneyland, and but I do, I don't know which version I like more, Disneyland or Disney World. I, well, the outside at Hollywood Studios is amazing. Yeah. I remember being blown away when I first saw that. Like, I didn't know that it looked like that. I didn't know you had the big ATAT and the like, just crazy. You're like kind of walking through like the indoor, the indoor uh, yeah. uh, woods and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, Star Tours is just my number eight. I don't really have too much of an explanation. I just, it's always kind of a must do for us at Disneyland. And same when we go to Hollywood Studios, the line's really never that long. Yeah. You can always get on it pretty quickly. And there's always at least like some kind of fast pass for it. I mean, at least there used to be. Not sure when fast passes are coming back. (laughs) Hopefully sometime soon. And yeah, there you go. Star Tours, my number eight. All right. Not bad. Uh, Number eight for me is Alien Swirling Saucers. So close to your number. And I know that it's not going to be on Morgan's list and that's okay. Um, (laughs) I just think that this is always a fun ride. It's uh, never too long of a wait. This is another ride I don't think I would wait longer than like a half hour for. I would wait like 15 minutes for it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I guess I'm more patient than you. Who knew? Um, But it's just, it's fun. And it's always kind of a ride that makes me happy. And I just smile and like laugh like a little girl during the entire thing and i love always looking at other people who are on the ride and they're just like whoa and i'm like oh my gosh they're having so much fun and i'm having so much fun when you see other people on it for their first time and they're all oh no, yeah because i'm not gonna lie it looks like a pretty lame ride it's just kind of like oh i remember when we first went on it the first time in line i was like oh like okay we're really wasting our time going on this why are we wasting a fast pass on this and i ended up really liking it so hmm? Okay, it'll it'll what, be on my list. What do you guys think of the Jessie song when she loved me but turned into techno for that ride? Oh, I didn't even know that was a song on that ride, <laughs> to be honest oh with you. Oh, my goodness. You have to listen to it. I think this is another okay. reason why I'm not a big fan of it. But like, it's like a techno upbeat version of When She Loved Me. And that is a very sad song. And it's like, this does not make sense. Why is this in this ride? Oh, that's weird. That's well, very weird. You know, once we're done with this, I'm going to go on YouTube and listen to I know, to it and now it's going to be like, now I got to rearrange my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, my number eight is the Frozen sing along because okay. I count shows as an attraction. And I love the sing along part. I could 
care less about. It's the storytellers and their jokes and the improv that they do sometimes, um, depending on like who you get. And I love uh, like Anna and Elsa coming out and Kristoff. And then if it's Christmas time, I love Olaf and just like the Christmas version always like hits me in the feels for sure. When they're singing, like when we're together, like I love that. Oh, I love that. Wait, song. do they really do that during Christmas? Yeah, I didn't they know do. That. And then I they, had no they do idea. Like a couple of songs. So they do Olaf's song. It's like um, that time of year. It's like mm-hmm. traditions. I'm, I'm not a singer. I'm not going to sing, but yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. And then Elsa does her little snow and stuff. And with um, the pandemic going on right now, they do it very strategically where all of the characters are six feet away from each other, but they still like move throughout the stage. And it's, it's really good. I really enjoy it. Even though like Disneyland, we're used to Frozen at the Hyperion, which is like Broadway style, an hour long mm-hmm. production, which is phenomenal. And sadly, it's not there anymore. I mean, the park's not even open, but I loved going to that. But I will take this little Frozen sing along. Um, it did the world. I wish I knew that they had done a Christmas version because I think I would have looked at a YouTube video and then maybe it would have made my list. And we still oh. can. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't make my list this time, but that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And like, we're not big show, big fans of the shows too much, but I will. We did see this last time we went and it was probably one of the better shows, I think. At, yeah. It was one um, of the better shows Hollywood that we enjoyed. Studios. Yeah. Yeah. My number seven is. Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run. Um, I don't hate it as much as Morgan and Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it kind of just falls, you know, middle, a little bit more towards the bottom of my list. Uh, the exterior is great, but I do understand, like, like, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I know there's much bigger Star Wars fans. And I do feel like this was like more of a dream come true for them to be able to step inside the Millennium Falcon. Like, yeah. something that they thought they would never be able to do. And I think... I appreciate that and I respect it. I think Disney did a really good job with it. I just, like Danny said, uh, it just, it does look like a crappy arcade game. Mm -hmm. And I think if like they had a better screen or they had different missions here and there and kind of switched it up a little bit more to make you want to kind of rewrite it over and over again. Cause like Morgan said, it really doesn't have that much, you know, like you don't want to write it too often. Like once you're on it, you've been on it. There's really not much else to it. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm just really bad at, you know, piloting, (laughs) but whenever I was the pilot, I could not, I was like, I'm doing this so horribly, like, what am I doing wrong? And I felt like, as the pilot, I'm focusing so much on trying to, you know, fly that I don't actually enjoy the ride. And I've ridden as every single position and the other positions just aren't as fun, obviously, but I feel like the fun position, I couldn't focus on the ride itself. So, I don't know. My best friend, Sarah, and I, we... We were yelling at each other the first time we wrote it together. <laughs> and like, if you listen to the very first episode of Just Some Magic, she's my best Disney friend. But we found out that I'm better going up and down and she's better right to left. So once we figured out that that's our strong suits, we got much better at it the second and third time. But that Strategically time, set. <laughs> yes. We were like yelling at each other like, no, you we would not be good on a team together, sports team together. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, My number seven? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. This was hard to put at seven because I do really enjoy this ride, but then there were other rides to go above it or attractions, I should say. Sure. Uh, Rock and roller coaster. So (gasps) I I love Aerosmith. I grew up like with my mom listening to Aerosmith, so I always loved Aerosmith. And I love roller coasters, and it's just such a fast and fun ride. 
And I don't really know why it's so low because now I'm sitting here like, but I really like it. Why is it so low? And I don't know why. Um, but but it is. There it is at number seven. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, why did I put this so low? And actually, I think um, the next three that I have, it probably should have gone above. So I'm really surprised that Paris is getting rid of it. And um, add it. they are adding an Iron Man roller coaster, but I don't know. Yeah, it's kind I, of a bummer. I already um, hate myself for how low it is. Mm, well, when should. I when I first heard that news that I was changing to Iron Man coaster, I thought that was happening at Disney World, and I was like, no, 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 no. Oh no! <laughs> as well, much a Marvel fan as I am, I'm like, no, don't do that. But like, oh, I was like, okay, it's just a Paris, perfect. I can manage. It, it is kind of scary though. Like when I heard about the Paris news, because I'm like, okay, well, there's Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster. Then right next door is Tower of Terror. They could. Are, oh, they, are they gonna they will leave tower of terror alone i think they, they will but mm-hmm. it was just kind of a scary thought like oh no is that going to become guardians like what's going to happen in oh, that I whole area not. as much as i love guardians the tower of terror at hollywood studios is well, and superior plus, then they're doing guardians at epcot so i doubt they would have two guardians true. attractions you know i wonder if rock and roller coaster for me was so low because the few times that we have been on it at hollywood studios we've always been surrounded by really annoying groups of people like in the queue. So I I wonder if that kind of has to do with it. Interesting. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All Um, right. (laughs) What is number seven? Yep. All right. My number seven. And like I said, number seven, I still really much enjoy this ride. Toy Story Mania. Okay. Uh, I really like this ride. I wouldn't typically pick it, but my most recent trip, I rode it a couple of times. um, And I've been getting really good at it and I've been getting like top in the vehicle or something like that top score in the vehicle. And I've been like a little like, Oh, I'm getting better at this. And so it, once you get better and you get that encouragement, it just makes you want to do it more. So it's like <laughs> getting higher and higher on my list, the better I get. at it. And like, I'm learning from um, like Detroit and Neverland, like the cheat codes and stuff and like different tricks. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I do, however, like the theming um, since, you know, we're Disneyland people. I like the theming better at Disney World, like going into wherever it is. I don't know what it is now. I remember what it used to be, but um, compared to Pixar Pier, I don't really like the theming as isn't, I don't feel like as immersive at Pixar Pier than it is at Disney World. So, yeah, no, uh, totally. And I think you're going through like what, like Andy's like playroom or like his toys or whatever in the line queue, something like that. And then just going through all the toys. Yeah, I've seen the line queue and it does look a lot more just immersive and i think it's just such a better Sets up for fit. the story and, and you're yeah. in like toy story land you know it just it fits a lot better there mm-hmm. um now my number six actually is toy story mania okay it's my number six too so we'll just keep going on this okay let's just keep going on <laughs> um yeah i mean I, actually personally danny and i have not been on it at disney world no we haven't but we have you know been on it at california adventure of course. and i had to like really think about all the attractions at um hollywood studios and I just feel like six is a really good number to put this. <laughs> and I always beat you. Like I am, I am always for some reason you have never beat me on this. Yes, ride. And that is why I am going to get those cheat codes from Morgan. <laughs> and she's going to let me know how to beat you because this is like the, 
the one ride that Danny always beats me at. Buzz, we usually split 50-50. Yeah. But this ride, I just cannot win. Yeah, I, I love this ride. And it, it's so funny because one thing that you always do, and I think that it's bad for you, is when you're doing like the practice rounds or like when the ride kind of, you know, breaks down for a little bit and they've got the fake ones going, mm-hmm. Tony will still go. <gasps> and I'm like, no, I'm I'm saving my hand. Mm-hmm. Like I need to go like, you know, hardcore at the very final round. That's my thought process <laughs> exactly. Like in the beginning or if, like you said, if there's like a lull and it breaks down, I'm like, nope, I'm saving my arms or we're going to stretch a little bit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not doing some target practice right now. <laughs> I'm saving it for the real thing. But yeah, that is also my number six. I just think that it's a fun ride. And uh, it's always a pretty long line. But I would say that this one's worth a longer line than some others. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Morgan, what's your number six? Number six. So six is my lucky number. And this ki- this um, attraction kind of has like a sentimental thing to me about it. Um, the Beauty okay. and the Beast live on stage. I have been going to this show like with my parents since I was a little, little girl and it's my favorite. Um, the beauty and the beast is like my mom's favorite princess and the show definitely needs to be updated. Like those hot pink dresses, <laughs> they're great. They're great, but <laughs> it needs a little nineties refresher from the nineties for sure. <laughs> um, but I enjoy the show. I get so into it. Um, again, like I said, I'm a big show person and I love entertainment and live singing. And there's just like the one part in the beginning when they're singing the Gaston song and he flexes and all the females except for Belle, like faint on stage. Like that part just gets me every time. Like it's hilarious. I love it. Big, big fan. And there's like nostalgia there too. Yeah. And you know what? I actually really, that's one show that we did see. I enjoyed it. Uh, Tony, you didn't like it so much. No, it's not that I didn't like it. I, the thing with me is like, I'm kind of spoiled when it comes to shows. And it, I think it's just too quick. Like, I think it needs to be like 10 minutes longer. It totally could be. Oh, it's yeah. not bad, I'd, I'd be fine with that. It's too short. It's too short. It needs to be like 10 minutes longer. Because I remember at Disneyland, they used to have the Beauty and the Beast show at the Fantasyland Theater when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And that was like a good like 30 minute long show. And I feel like I feel like for me, just personally, that's where Hollywood Studios kind of lacks on their shows. They're just a little too short. I feel like each mm-hmm. one could just use like an extra five to ten minutes. And I think they would be a lot more like worth our time waiting to go see. I could see that. Plus, I mean, they've got the talent. They've none got... of them are bad. Like, none of the shows are bad. No, not They're at just all. too short for me. Okay. Or need to be updated, like, cough, cough, little mermaid. <laughs> that's like a ten minute show, like 11, 12 minutes. I know. I'm like, so how are they quick. doing this? Like, I feel like oh the whole God. song of um, Under the Sea just takes up the most time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty it's much. So true. <laughs> Um, but speaking of shows, my number five is actually a show, Fantasmic. Um, wow, I'm surprised you made it number five. Well, because that is his favorite thing in the world at Disneyland, be- and that's why. Um, at Hollywood Studios, it is lacking, I think, a little bit more, uh, or a little less. I don't know, but yeah. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> You're right. um, Fantasmic at Disneyland is my favorite, probably like anything at Disneyland, probably at least like my top three mm-hmm. attractions. At Hollywood Studios, we finally saw it. I still liked it, and it is still fantastic. Uh, it just didn't hit as strong for me as the Disneyland version does. I do like the theater, though, and I like that you can actually sit down instead of sitting on the floor. Yeah, the theater's great. But oh. I would agree with you. I think that it's not as good as the Disneyland version. No. I was a Disney World person um, for the longest time because I grew up on the East Coast. And then I go over to Disneyland first time in 2017, I do the Fantasmic and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this is so much better. It's bigger. But like when a friend was explaining to me, like, oh, well, where's y'all's Phantasmic here at Disneyland? Oh, right here in New Orleans Square, Frontierland area. <laughs> oh, well, well, where's the stage? Oh, right over there across the aisle and or the island, um, Tom Sawyer's Island. I'm like, oh, well, where do you guys sit? On the ground. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like hardcore judging it. But then when I saw it, I'm like, this is amazing. And then I'm a big Sleeping Beauty fan, just like you are, Danny. And the dragon. Oh, my God. Murphy the dragon. Goodness. Like, And then you got freaking um, Arts and Crafts dragon over at Disney World. Like, come on. Like, we need to step this up right here. But, oh, my God. I totally forgot about Phantasmic. And I'm trying to see where I can switch it on my list because I'm a big fan. We're getting in the bigger numbers now. We are, we are, but okay. (laughs) Okay, number five for me is Star Tours. So this is um, also kind of, I mean, it's Star Tours for me is just, it was my favorite ride growing up at Disneyland, of course. And that kind of translates over into Hollywood Studios, even though I didn't go on it as a child, it's still basically the same ride. Um, Star Tours is just something I will always love. If it still had the original Captain Rex, it would probably be number one because I am in love with Captain Rex. He was my first boyfriend. Uh, but you know, he left me, so it's okay <laughs> for his DJ gig. Um, but I just, I think that it's fun. And I think that, you know, we kind of talked earlier about just the outside, the exterior of this ride. And it's just, it, it blew my mind seeing it. And I think that that ATAT is so much better than the one in Rise of the Resistance, but I'll save that for later. Um, but I just think it's a solid ride and I enjoy it. And I like that they constantly update it too with the scenes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Done. Great. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my number five. Oh, I, I'm, I already, already feel the questions and why's, but making these <laughs> runaway railway. Okay. And the reason why is that it's so low. It's a great ride. It's just, chaotic and i get that that's supposed to be like part of it because you know cartoons are just you know everywhere you don't know where you're going but it's just like too much and i can't focus on it and i and i just love great movie rides so i'm kind of like sentimental about that but it is a good ride when i put it the the rank that i did all of my ones above it i was thinking okay if i only had one hour left and i can only do mickey's runaway railway or one of my other top fives i was like i'd rather do this other thing so that's why it's number five on my list that's a good way to put it. And uh, to be fair, we probably should have said this in the beginning. It's actually not even on our list just because we haven't been on it. Oh. But we have seen the YouTube videos. And I think that for me, it would probably place around the same as you. Um, I'm not a huge trackless ride fan for some reason. I just, yeah. I, I'm just not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't really have too much I can say about it just based off of YouTube videos. But everything you said, I could see in the YouTube videos that I've seen. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and yeah. even in videos, it's hard to like get the full scale of it and just like everything that's moving. And then also depending on what car you get and like how that moves around, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's kind of like a different ride almost every time, depending on like which car you get. Right. Like, I mean, uh, that's kind of the way, you know, trackless rides are like, you can watch a YouTube video on a trackless ride, but you don't know like the motion of the vehicle you're in. So the actual scene, you'll be like how you'll be seen. So you don't get that like full scale. I I don't think um, when you watch a YouTube video and it's trackless. Oh, for sure. 
All right. Um, Morgan, what? Oh, you just went. She, she did. <laughs> <laughs> He's pushing you to go again. Look at that. <laughs> You're at number four. <laughs> go number to- four. Uh, rock and roller coaster for me. It's Ooh. a fun ride. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm not a fan of Aerosmith. <laughs> How I hate dare you. I hate Aerosmith. How dare you? <laughs> but I do enjoy the ride. Um, I enjoy the theming. I we first went on it actually at the uh, in the Paris location. Yes, we went to Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. We went on it, and it blew me away there. And being able to go back on it at Walt Disney World when we finally went just made me just. I know. I don't know. I just I kept loving the ride, and it's a fun attraction. It's really fun. It is fun, but you know, I hate being stuck in that four hundred five traffic. So <laughs> it hits too close to home, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh! I used to work at um at UCLA, and it was a what sixteen mile drive from where we live, and it would take me two and a half hours to get home. No. Just because of the four hundred five, it was horrible, horrible. So maybe that's why it's lower for me. <laughs> I do love I do love the ride, but honestly, I wouldn't wait. Like more than a half hour for the ride. I'd give it probably forty minutes. I just forty five maybe if I really the line queue is so boring until you actually get inside. That's true. Then it's fun, but the lines. It almost feels like a uh, a Six Flags type ride on the outside. It almost feels like you're in a line for a Six Flags attraction. Yeah. All right, my number four is, um, and I'm shocked that it's this high, but I felt like it had to be (laughs) Rise of the Resistance. I'm not a fan. Uh, and everybody knows that not a big fan of it for whatever reason i just don't i I don't like it that much but it's still number four because i recognize that it's a great ride it has a lot of technology it's very immersive people love it i just you know i i could skip it i could probably skip it for almost anything else on my list you know you know this list was supposed to be your list not the people's list i know but it's like i i still feel like it needs to be high just because i can appreciate the ride i don't know but right. Right. it just doesn't do it for me. That's it. Well, that's so fascinating. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I know. Tony and I will always argue about this. It just, I don't know what it is about it. And I can't put my finger on it. Maybe one day I will. And I'll have an entire episode just based on why Rise of the Resistance <laughs> doesn't do it for me. This is not going to be that episode. <laughs> We should just have like one episode just all about Rise of the Resistance. Oh, so everybody can be like, delete them. <laughs> Danny sucks. <laughs> just get it out of your system and then people will be like, okay, we're good. I understand. Right. <laughs> Make it a hidden episode. I, I, I honestly think you'd be surprised though how many Disney fans are a little irritated with like the Star Wars takeover of the parks. It's like, well, yeah, that, but that's not really why. It's just, it's like, it's too long for me. I don't know. And that's weird because you don't want to wait for so long and then something be so short but it's just like too much i don't know but i do love the the part um where you first see the stormtroopers that's probably my favorite part that's it (laughs) all right cool um my number four and i asked you guys in the beginning if this was an attraction but i would like to say that i could wait or do this thing for 30 plus minutes if it was going on that long but mine is the citizens of hollywood i think so highly of them the improv the just the comedy the little mini shows that they do how they interact with each other how they interact with the guests i just think they're so talented and i love if i see i don't care what i'm doing i don't care if i'm running to rise of the resistance at rope drop if they were out like 
like doing a set or something, I would stop everything I'm doing and go see them. That's <laughs> how much I love them. They're so talented. They're so funny. And then if you go regularly, they kind of like, I, I was almost getting to that point when I was living there locally to like kind of recognize them and they recognize me, but I, you know, pandemic hit and I had to move and stuff, but they're just so wonderful. Again, so talented. I, I look up on YouTube, like funny videos of the citizens of Hollywood and they're just so great and all their different types of characters that they are and the personalities. Like I love um, Evie Starlight with her like high pitch, like raspy voice and stuff. It's just, oh, it's so great. If you don't know who they are, please go YouTube them. Like they've been around forever and I hope that they, they are, they're probably one of the main reasons why I love Hollywood studios. So <laughs> that's my, I know who they them. are. I know who they are, but I have yet to actually see them in the park. I don't yeah. know why. We haven't run into them. We've never run into them. But next time I'm going on a hunt for them. Well, like, is, is there a schedule in the map for them? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do some YouTube videos. Yeah, like, yeah, I, and I've always wondered, like, how come we've never, like, run into them? But That's interesting. it's just never really happened for us. Is there is there, like, a schedule in the map for them I, or anything? It's not or? a schedule. They kind of come out between, like, they'll say, like, 8 and 2 o'clock. And you're just like okay, that narrows it down. Like, how am I supposed to like adjust accordingly? And um, it, it's, even when I've been on a hunt for them, it's still kind of difficult. They kind of do it their own schedule or they'll have like all of them come out or just three of them. But one of my favorite memories with them was Marathon Weekend 2020 before everything shut down. Um, the marathon people go through a little bit of Hollywood studios and that my friends and I, my friends were there, they did the 10 K and then we were just watching the marathoners and the citizens of Hollywood were commenting, commentating on all of the runners that run by. And then there's like a little spicy citizens of Hollywood. She, Flora Fiera. And she's like, Oh, look at them come down the runway. Oh, look at this. Oh, the men seem to wear pink shorts. That is the, the new fashion <laughs> trend. And so she's all like commentating on the fashion and stuff. And then there's Evie Starlight, who is all flirty and stuff. She goes, it's a great day to be single ladies. All these shirtless men running around. <laughs> like, oh, it's funny. It's so great. And then they had like noise. Like they're just so fun. I love anytime I can see them. So I'll send you some YouTube videos so you guys can. Yes. Appreciate awesome. them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so weird that you said marathon weekend. Cause like, I feel like everyone we've talked to on the podcast so far, are just people there, know. So were like, we. we were, yeah. I feel like that's like the one weekend. Almost everyone's there. Like, oh. And we didn't even know it was the marathon weekend because let's face it, we weren't going to run. But we just like ended up, you know, (laughs) we ended up doing it like that same week we did our our trip and we were there. And I don't remember where we went on marathon day. Was it Epcot for the Uh, big marathon? I'm not sure. But like, yeah, like everyone we talked to is like, oh, we were there. We were there. We were there. Yeah, yeah. with Jess, I was just listening to that and she was there. I'm like, whoa, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, we could all all be there. Um, all right. My number three, Slinky Dog Dash. I This is the roller coaster I never thought I needed in my life. Um, oh, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> it's not that it, it, it's not super thrilling, but it's just thrilling enough. And I just have a fun time on it. And I love just, you know, I love this big Slinky Dog you're riding. I do like the line queue a little bit, too. I like how many great photos you can get of the ride, too, when you're in line. Yeah. You can get a lot of really cool different shots of the ride. And I also enjoy the the penguin, the squeaky penguin singing at the yes, end. Yes, he's so cute. It's just it's a really fun Disney attraction. Um, for a roller coaster, it screams Disney to me, and I think that's why 
I wouldn't say it's my favorite roller coaster, but it's definitely up there on one of my few favorite roller coasters in the park. I think that's fair, but I won't talk about it yet. Number three for me. Oh, crap. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's so weird because like, I feel really horrible still stuck on Rise of the Resistance because I should have switched that with Rock and Roller Coaster. Anyway, just saying. Um, My number three is Fantasmic. And I know that it's not as good at Hollywood Studios as it is at Disneyland, but it's still a great attraction. It is still fun. Um, it's still something that I think if nobody, if, if you're at Hollywood Studios and you've never seen it, you need to go see it. Um, so it will forever be pretty high on my list just because it's fantastic and it's wonderful. And I think it's fun for people that haven't seen the Disneyland version. Absolutely. Well, like if you haven't seen the Disneyland version, still you're fan- still going to yeah. be blown away by it. Absolutely. And also for you, you get the good uh, Pocahontas scene. I do. And I, I love Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. There's so many like different scenes that I'm like, why don't we have that one? Why don't we like incorporate them? But because we get Peter, well, we don't get Peter Pan anymore, but we get Captain Jack Sparrow on a pirate ship, which instead. that is a cool scene. But mm-hmm. you know, I I'll would love to do an episode t- talking about Fantasmic and taking all the best elements from each to make the most perfect Fantasmic. Because, like you said, like there's some like we could take the dragon from Disneyland, but the stadium from Disney World. Like I've thought so long and hard about all of this <laughs> to make the most epic, perfect Fantasmic. Oh, it's it's wild, but yeah. It's great. I love Pocahontas too. I love her scene and how like she's all stoic and John Smith is there. And it's just, oh, love that. Love that. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I 100% am there with you. I've had that idea so many times in my head where it's like, what could we do to combine these two <laughs> and make it just the best Fantasmic ever? So if you guys do it on your, oh, sorry. If you guys do it on your show, bring me back for that. Cause I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we will plan on that. I, I already just put it in the calendar. So yeah, yeah. Perfect, we'll, def- we'll definitely have you back for that episode. Awesome. Um, my number three is yes. rock and roller coaster. All right. So the reason it is so high on my list is like I mentioned earlier, like I was a cast member, did the Disney college program back in 2013. And one of the backstage opportunities we were able to get, I was able to sign up for is rock and roller coaster. So I know so much about that ride. I am going to talk about it on my podcast and talk about the backstage tour, but there's just so much detail and we got to ride it with the lights on which is terrifying because oh, wow. you see everything and it just looks like a big like jumbled up thing but when you're riding it you feel like you're traveling so far but in actuality it's like a very small show building um there is like someone who comes in and paints little dots on the ground to look like a like a cityscape or like a road with like cars and stuff on it and you know what? You can't even see that on the ride, but someone comes in, however often they do, and touches up the paint and like all like the backstage stories. And like we got to walk into um, the recording studio where all the instruments are. And they were telling us about how um, they donate all the instruments after a certain amount of time. And like this one band member in Aerosmith always leaves mugs around. So they left a bunch of mugs around. And like there's just so much I know and love about the ride and I just give me it gave me a deeper appreciation for it um so that is why it is number three on my list um the one thing I will say is when you get in the queue no matter if you're going fast pass or standby don't ever 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 touch the marble doors with the marbles on it that people like roll their hands over 
because it is absolutely disgusting if you look on the back side because all people's, this is kind of gross, but the skin and hand flakes are just trapped yeah. behind there and the plexiglass. It is so nasty. So if you don't believe me, oh. go look behind the door. It's so gross. Don't ever touch that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's oh. so gross. And that is something that you pointed out in the tour. I was just like, ew, that I'm never touching this again. Because all kids want to go and touch it. Sometimes adults are just like, I want to touch it and just roll my hand across it. Don't do it. Just please don't do it. <laughs> Are people still touching it during COVID times? I haven't Probably. seen any personally, but it's would, like it's blocked off. Oh, that, that would honestly be smart. <laughs> oh my gosh, I that's actually going to be a really interesting episode to listen to of yours. I'm excited for that. Yes, and I bring my best friend Sarah um, back. Or she did the backstage tour with me, and so every month I have my best friend Sarah come on because we have seven years of Disney magical moments together. Um, and the very first episode is how I surprised her. So go listen to that shameless plug but she did all of these with me and so she's gonna put her two cents in so it's not just gonna be me talking but her and stuff so yeah it's gonna and be- also her dead skin cells will be part of it as well oh gross yes <laughs> now, are you more of a, of a fan of this ride or space mountain i know it's kind of a weird question oh but- okay disneyland or disney world space mountain exactly that can let's, do go, everything. let's go Dis- let's go disney world Disney World, oh, definitely rock and roller coaster better. Okay. But if Disneyland, Agreed. I have to like take a minute and think about for sure. Yeah, I'm just I'm not a big fan of um, roller coasters like indoors. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, like Aerosmith is just really it's a well themed indoor roller coaster, and I feel is. like that's why it's probably my favorite uh, indoor roller coaster. I would say out of any of the Disney parks, just because of the theming. Um, yeah, okay. I think I, I was just agree. curious. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Right. That's a good question. My number two, Tower of Terror. Number two. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I, I I'm lo- drawing up the divorce paperwork. <laughs> <That's hot. laughs> if, if you're going to divorce me over that, then I guess whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Tower of Terror is just so much fun. I love the Walt Disney World version. Um, you know, as many of you know, the Disneyland version changed to guardians a while back i still love that ride but to be able to go back on tower of terror at hollywood studios and to find out that they had just it was so so much better they had like that longer extended beginning of the ride where you're kind of going through the the room the hallway hallway. which tripped me out i'm like aren't we supposed to be falling (laughs) yeah and like it was just it was almost like a brand new ride for me. And I love the um, the line queue for it a lot more than I did mm-hmm. at Disneyland. And it was just so much fun. And I think Tower of Terror is like the stable, like iconic attraction at Hollywood Studios. Like, you know, um, Epcot has Spaceship Earth and Magic Kingdom has like the castle and Animal Kingdom has Tree of Life. I think Tower of Terror is like just that. Well, building I'm, I'm that everyone at my, sees. I'm looking at my Starbucks Tumblr right now, and actually it does have Tower of Terror on I, it. For... I, was, I was actually <laughs> looking at your icon. Tumblr, too. Yeah, the park icon, for sure. Yes. Because, like, you know, when you're staying at the hotels, that's, like, the one thing you see in the distance is the Tower of Terror. That's true. And yeah. It's, it's just, just such a good ride. It's my number two. Loki, I wish I'd bring back the sorcerer's hat, but I know this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I never really... got to see it, which is so, like, that's such a bummer. Uh, I think, when did they take that? down do you know morgan i know it went during my college program it was there during 2013 so sometime right after that i believe how sad i know yeah we never got to see it's kind of the same thing at the disneyland hotel no is it Um, a little bit but underneath um that's how like fairly big it was 
Okay. Man. I definitely have taken oh, wow. pictures where like I'm in the foreground, but it makes we like position the camera where it looks like I'm wearing the hat. Definitely did that as like a middle schooler for oh, sure. <laughs> cute. <laughs> okay. My number two is Slinky Dog Dash. Okay. So this is just kind of like what you said. It's the roller coaster you didn't know you needed, but I did. It's just something um, kind of similar to Alien Swirling Saucers for me. It's a ride that I'm constantly smiling on. Like I, I never stop grinning when I am riding this ride. It's just fun. And it's something that when I was first looking at it from the outside before we rode it, I was like, it looks like it moves kind of slow. Um, I, I don't know why this is such a long line for this ride. I remember even saying that to you and you're like, because it's like the brand new attraction. I'm like, okay. It's the cool thing to do. <laughs> and I finally, like when I went on it at like almost immediately, I just started smiling with the up and down and, and it, yes, it is a slower roller coaster, but it is really fun and really well themed. And I'm not a Toy Story fan. Sorry. Everyone's really going to hate me now. Um, just never got into Toy Story, but I love this ride. So my number two. I'm not into Toy Story either, so I feel Oh, gosh. <laughs> I did watch Why are you like, like my new Disney person? <laughs> I know. We like all the same, like, obscure things, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Toy Story, I watched Toy Story 3, like, the last six months, and I definitely, like, bawled my eyes out for sure, but I'm not the biggest. I'd prefer other Pixar movies. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. What do you think of Toy Story 4? did not need to happen. And Buzz is my favorite. So I hated how dumb they made him, but I do love Ducky and Bunny. But I he was barely in Toy Story 4, Buzz. I feel like he had like six or seven lines. He was hardly in it. <laughs> made him yeah, so dumb. And I'm like, we're reverting back to like Toy Story 1. He's grown so much from there. And so I was very upset about that. That's a good point. Yeah, they yeah. kind of did with him. Yeah, I, it didn't need to happen. Um, So my number two is Tower of Terror. Um, okay. Again, I actually was very fortunate to do a backstage tour of this one as well um, during my college program. Usually they only have like one backstage tour that you can sign up for during your college program. But because I was there so long, I did like the eight months um, I got to do two. And Tower of Terror, there's just so much detail that you just don't even realize. Like you were talking about um, the queue and stuff like that. Um I know where some hidden Mickeys are in there and the lobby area, we got to like roam around and like touch things. Like I have a picture um, closer to the fast pass line where that desk, that check-in desk is on the right mm-hmm. side, I believe not maybe not check-in desk. We got to like walk around there. I have a picture there. Um, and like there's details that you can't even see. For example, on the left-hand side of the lobby, there is a table and it, they made it look like there was a couple sitting there. And I forgot the, true storyline of Tower of Terror, like, you know, everybody left abruptly. And the wife's side, she like gently places her napkin on the table. And there's like a little lipstick stain on her glass, where on her husband's side, it's like his napkins just kind of like thrown on there, which is like, you're walking past so quickly, you don't even realize all this, but they put that much detail into it. It's just crazy. And again, I got to ride this with the lights on. even more terrifying because you know what's going to happen. And it's just so cool to see how the system works. We got to go in the control room. So again, there's like so much knowledge and like nostalgia that I know from it that just will always be in my heart that I love this ride. If they ever change it, I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) 
So you're telling me there's another podcast episode of just some magic that I'm going to be counting down the days yes. to listen to. <laughs> because that's yes. so fun. Oh my gosh, to ride that with the lights on, that would be like a dream for me. <laughs> it was so scary. It's it's like yeah, I, don't I didn't so. have anxiety, but like I definitely had it that day. We're <laughs> just like, I know I'm gonna drop. I know I'm gonna drop. <laughs> and our tour guide was so cool because he had been there. This is okay. This is like a little quick story. I'm sorry. We're going to get off topic a little bit, but I love getting off topic. Let's do it. Perfect. So he was, has been at Tower Terror for years and he was like an older gentleman, probably like forties, maybe fifties. I don't know. Cause it's been a while. Um, but he's tall and slender and he kind of had like that persona and that like kind of, I don't want to say ghostly, um, mannerisms, but he was very like kind of creepy, but in the best way possible. And so he was the one that gave us our tour, but he actually, his body was used um, for merchandise and they put like a ghost face over him to be on like t-shirts of Tower of Terror, like, you know, someone like welcoming you into the Tower of Terror hotel or the Hollywood Tower Hotel. And it was so cool. Fast forward to last year when Rise of the Resistance opens up, that same cast member is now all of a sudden working for the first order. And oh, wow. I wanted, I was geeking out cause I saw him and I wanted to be like, Hey, like, did you remember? Like we did a, you did tours back in the day. Um, but he was, I didn't want to bother like break him out of character and stuff, but I was very <laughs> excited to see him, even though he probably does not have any idea who I was. I was very excited. Uh, I the I fact that he's in rise of the resistance already speaks volumes to like his ability to yeah. be in a character too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. He does so good. It's, it's phenomenal. So I, if I ever see him again, I'll have to come like say hi and actually talk to him but yeah it was so cool <laughs> be like blink twice if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> exactly my, my, my dream is to one day have an event at the holly the tower of terror at hollywood yeah. studios before yeah. this podcast is all said and done i want to like invite every single <laughs> instagram or podcaster <laughs> we've met through all this oh. and just have like a big party at the tower of so terror, i guess hollywood we need studios. to start playing the lottery <laughs> Better casinos. Las Vegas needs to open back up safely for us so that we can go start gambling again. There we go. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Oh my god, that would be so epic. I know, right? It sounds like such a good time. Maybe Who needs a house? We can just tell everyone to throw in like 200 bucks and we can do it. Oh my gosh, Tony. I would do it. I'd do it. There you go. We could all just have a big party. A GoFundMe for a Tower of Terror party. <laughs> Surprisingly, I think people would do it. Yeah, I you know what? I actually am going to look on GoFundMe and see if anybody's trying to do something like that because I'm down to pay to be a guest for some Disney party. <laughs> yes, and it's not even like Club 33, whatever. Right? Our yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> this is even more epic and uh, exclusive. Yeah, how many people said they get to do this? <laughs> Mouse Park Insider takes over Tower of Terror. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> My number one yes. is Rise of the Resistance. Um, fun ride. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Screw me, right? <laughs> Sorry, I like Star Wars. My bad. Sorry, I like good things. <laughs> it's such a fun ride. Um, the technology, it's just, it, it reminded me of being a kid the first time I went on Indiana Jones at Disneyland. It just, it, I felt like um, this ride set the new bar for upcoming attractions to come. Whether you like Star Wars or not, I don't think anyone can disagree that this ride is just massive and it's just something to get excited about. And there's never been anything really like it, at least that I've been on. And 
It's a, I, and, it's a and show it's, and a ride all in one. And I have to admit, like, I'm not a fan of the newer Star Wars movies. But I do love Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren's cool. But, like, and that's where I'm afraid. And I'm, I've talked about this so much on the podcast. Like, I, I am afraid that, like, in 15 years, no one's going to care about the ride anymore. Just because no one's going to care about these characters anymore. Because they're not classics like the original. But for the time being, yeah, it's, it's my That's favorite. A valid point. And it's not Studios. as easy to update as like a Star Tours is where you just change the screen. Like you would have to change extreme characters yeah. and animatronics within it. Mm-hmm. So. Storyline a little bit because they have like Poe yeah. and Ray and BB-8 in the beginning. So I, yeah, that would be a while. I almost thought that they, and I know this is never going to happen, especially that it's already happened. But before they built Galaxy's Edge, I almost wish they put the classic characters in the classic park at Disneyland and had that kind of timeline there and then have the newer ones at Disney world. But I know that would dynamically be hard to do, but I think it would have such a good idea though. Yeah. Well, the, And really like now that you th- um, say that Morgan, they could really have different characters at each of the Disney parks. Cause I know they're building one like in Paris too, mm-hmm. and they could really have like different storylines for each park. Really yeah. have the prequels in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we our big meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, a lot of people talk crap on the prequels, but I will say I think I enjoy the prequels more than the sequels. Oh, I disagree. I think they were more original and I think people were more hyped on like because they knew they were just waiting for Anakin to turn into Vader uh-huh. in the prequels. And you just have that like anticipation throughout the plus you have Natalie Portman, who is just a, a doll. I love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of Darth Maul. He is my favorite Star Wars villain because yeah. lightsaber battles in the prequels are way better than anything before or after i think they're just not up to par i think what's oh what's the guy's name that does darth maul i think his last name is par or park or something i don't know but mm-hmm. just he's just so cool and i want to if i want to do lightsabers like i want to be just as cool as him <laughs> right if you're gonna do it do it right exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> that is funny though paris would definitely get the prequel they would. Just like all right here you go paris like <laughs> it's such a bummer too because paris is such a beautiful, beautiful. park like, give them like some something better like stop I giving do, them like crappy hand me i do want to go and... back there in a couple years though after they've kind of got like the marvel hotel and the frozen land and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to go back and re-experience it. Yeah. Um, My number one, no shocker here is tower of terror. I am in love with this ride. I've talked about it before where I was very anti changing our tower of terror to guardians. Like I was probably ready to go and like pick it (laughs) outside Disneyland. Like how dare you? (laughs) Um, But I actually, I love the change over there and guardians is probably my favorite Marvel movie. Um, but Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios blows the Tower of Terror that we had at DCA out of the park. Like, it, it's just amazing. Um, and I, I'll always remember the first time going on it. First off, we were with a, a couple that ended up just sitting next to us that they were oh. very touchy. <laughs> like, she, like, I think she bad. kept touching you, right? She kept touching me on the ride and she was there with her boyfriend, fiance, husband. I don't know. Um, but I think that they were Australian or something. They were very nice and very friendly. And you could tell for that reason alone, they weren't American. Uh, but they like she sat next to me. And I don't know if like 
the first time it's like, okay, like she's just scared and she grabs my leg. But then when she leaves her hand there and she just keeps grabbing my leg, I'm like, I am not your boyfriend. (laughs) I was so confused. But, you know, that just added to my ride experience. I think think the photo too kind of showed it because I think your eyes were kind of like wide. You're just kind of like, oh, like not like scared, but just kind of like, like, I don't know you. What are we doing here? Are you touching me? I think after I told you, I'm like, were they trying to get me like to go with them? I don't know. Um, But anyways, I I digress on that. But we kept seeing them in the park like throughout the day and we we kept like hiding from them like every time we would see them we were like oh no it's so true um but the ride itself is just like yes the the queue and everything it's beautiful and i love the transition to like this beautiful courtyard type area into the you know old and run down and spider webs everywhere and just so well done um and then the ride itself i will never forget just thinking I was supposed to be falling at that moment. And I'm like, oh man, is something wrong with the ride that they're like making us go this way instead? Like, I just, I didn't know that you go through this hallway. Um, so that was it, it was so exciting for me. And I just, I, I think that it is a gem. I love Tower of Terror. And for me, um, it, <laughs> sorry, but it saves Hollywood Studios for me because it's the one thing that like I could not do without. So that's my number one. Love it. That's so good. I'm glad that like right. our pair is like our with well, it was our t- second and your first. I love it, but mine is my first is the same. It's Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, the technology <laughs> is just so impressive. Um, and I like I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as I am Marvel, but I I still am just so immersed in it I think the fact that the storytelling it's not just like okay here's a pre-show and then there's the ride it's like here's a pre-show and then we're gonna go and put you here and then it's gonna move and you're it's gonna be like whoa and then you're gonna get here like there's just so I love that there's so many elements and I hope that all rides in the future not even just like the trackless technology but the storytelling is just that much lengthened, I guess you could say. Um, I am just such a big fan of it. I think it's great. Um, I did get uh, stuck. Uh, I think it's stuck on the ride, but the ride broke down uh, one time and I they brought so many snacks for us. It was so great. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved them. And they kept bringing us like cookies and popcorn and the galaxy's edge water. And I was like, whoa, I, I can just hang out here all day. Like it was so fun. <laughs> um, but it's so great. And I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just so, the technology is phenomenal. It does really make you feel like you're a part of the story. It's not even just like a show you get before. It's like it's a show you're starring in as well. So mm-hmm. that is a cool aspect of it. Um, and, and yeah, we've definitely been on it a few times when <laughs> when it closed down. But I did love when they brought out the water. I'm like, thank God. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and the attention to detail. Like, for example, if you go on at nighttime, you're going to ride or in the transport at night, it's going to be nighttime. And there's just so many things. And I actually went on it in December with all the COVID um, and social distancing and stuff. They have plexiglass everywhere. And it's just crazy how they're doing it nowadays. And it still works. And I'm very thankful mm-hmm. that they can still get a lot of people on that ride. Um, it's it's phenomenal. It's so great. Ugh. 
I want to go back. <laughs> I want to ride it right now. Right now. <laughs> I know. I miss Rise of the Resistance so much. Now, have you been on it at both parks, at Disney World and Disneyland? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, Disney World, when we went on it, it just seemed like sharper. Like, I feel like the Disneyland version just didn't seem like as sharp. And I don't know. It, did you experience any difference in it when you I went on? I don't recall and I only went on it like once or twice because I went back when I was visiting for the Magic Happens breed and I was barely able to get on it the one time so I don't quite remember but I do remember feeling a little more like I kind of want to go to Disney World's one so I don't know maybe that's what it was on like under Kylo Ren was like sucking you in with like the force at the end uh-huh. at the Disney World version at the Disneyland version like I didn't feel like I think he was we were just that. in a different position that's probably why oh okay. because when we went on um at, at uh, I almost said Magic Kingdom my God at Hollywood Studios we were one of the front cars for that particular scene oh. so you really felt the in and out mm-hmm. and then when we went on uh, the first time at Disneyland we were in a further back car. So I don't think that we felt it as much. Okay. It was just a different ride experience. So I think that's probably why um, that. And maybe also we rode it first at Hollywood studios and we went opening. Did we go opening day for Disneyland? I don't remember. No, I don't think we did. No. Cause we were still at a uh, Disney world when it opened. At oh, that's right. We yeah. went on it like two days before it opened when yeah. we were at Hollywood <laughs> studios. Um, but I think just because it was the first time we wrote it at Hollywood Studios, it was just so amazing. And then at Disneyland, it's like, oh, we've already seen this. It's still great, but we've so, already seen it. For the yeah. last like five minutes of this podcast, I'm just picturing like what Morgan said about I'm picturing like a Paris prequel, uh, Rise of the oh Resistance gosh. and like what they, would have, <laughs> what they would have on it instead. Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Um, like a Qui-Gon Jinn animatronic, oh like instead gosh. of Finn. <laughs> I don't That'd know. be great. Oh my gosh. Um, I was gonna say one more thing about Rise of Resistance, but I, it totally escaped me. So yeah. <laughs> such a good ride. Oh, I remember. Okay, sorry. Do you wish because I know you guys haven't done Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, so and that's just such mm-hmm. a mouthful to say. I just want to say Mickey Minnie. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. <laughs> it is. I just want to just say letters and just be like M M R R R R. Even that's a tongue twister. Yeah. Just just say the Mickey ride. I don't know. Just, the like, the one with the train. <laughs> um, I know you guys haven't been on it, but I don't. Let me know what you think. I almost wish Mickey Minnie's opened up first before Rise of the Resistance because Rise of the Resistance is just so epic and then you go on Mickey Minis and it's a lot like it's the same idea but it's not as grand I mean you don't go to a whole second floor spoiler alert but uh, you don't go like there's just so many other elements and like huge show built showrooms and stuff like that again AT-ATs so I almost wish, me personally, I wish Mickey Minis opened up first and then like eased us into that trackless technology because now going backwards I'm like that's why I feel like Mickey Minis is lower on my list because of Rise of Resistance is so epic. Well, and, and I kind of hope that, you know, all these newer rides coming out, they don't just stick to trackless rides, kind of mm-hmm. like what Danny was saying. I feel like that's kind of the direction they're going to go. And I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it works for some rides, but I do like my tracks. Like, yeah, I like for some more. rides it works, for others it's like, meh. But I do, that's actually a really good point, Morgan, and I totally agree with that. Not that we've been on MMRRR. I can see that, though, because I was very underwhelmed watching the YouTube video. And I think it was because the last big ride to open was Rise of the Resistance. And it's like, oh, it's another trackless ride. Oh, but it's just like that. So, well, we went on um, Remy's Ratatouille 
Yeah. Um, How does that compare? I had a lot of fun on that ride. It's a lot of fun, but it's going to be interesting to go back on it five, six years later, however long it's been. Because, you know, now that we've been on more trackless rides, it's going to be kind of interesting to check it back out. See if it's still just as fun as I remember. Mm -hmm. And the argument I feel like with trackless rides is like, yeah, they're trackless, but you can see in the ground like where you could potentially be going. There's like one or two options because you see the ground with the marks or skids or something on it. So you Mm -hmm. as you can see, I've I my first trackless ride was Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo. That was phenomenal because like <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the only international park I've been to. It's the only time I've ever been out of the country. And it's I'm gonna it's gonna be another episode, but with my friend Raquel who went with me. Um but that ride is phenomenal and I kinda wish if I were to rank like Pooh's Honey Hunt, Riser Resistance and Mickey's Runaway Railway, Riser Resistance we first, and then Pooh's Honey Hunt, because there are some like really cool elements and I feel like it's chaos, but like controlled chaos like you don't know where you're going like it's not predictable where mickey minis it's a little predictable but it's like i don't know what the storyline is for Pooh, it's a little more organized and fun so yeah it's crazy wild 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 times <laughs> i want to go to tokyo so bad <laughs> they're so nice there the culture is phenomenal like we didn't get to go outside of the disney park but they're so so kind highly, highly i think recommend. the yeah, and I think the biggest reason that we personally haven't gone is just because there'd be like nothing for us to eat because we don't eat meat. <laughs> and I'm also very picky on top of it. So it's just like, oh, there's really nothing that I can eat. But I think that slowly they're getting more and more vegetarian and vegan options. They're like starting to get like veggie that it will be, and all that. Yeah, by the time that we're, you know, um, comfortable traveling that far and maybe like can plan a trip like that. Maybe they'll have some more options for me. So I won't just be living off of churros. They'll just be eating veggie <laughs> burgers every single day. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> do you guys like see, do you guys eat seafood? No. No. no okay. Because me and my friend, we didn't eat seafood. And so we were kind of starving at times. And we were surviving off of the different flavored popcorn. And <laughs> um, I am excited to try that. All the popcorn flavors. It's really good. Like they're kind of like obscure, like a soy sauce popcorn or like a honey popcorn. Like this, the flavors, because I'm not as adventurous as I wish I was. Um, they're very subtle. So you're just like, oh, it's like a light, like, you know, those um, chips that are like a hint of lime. It's kind of like that equivalent, but with popcorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I highly recommend. But yeah, I would definitely, if you ever do go, definitely do a ton of food research and like plan out safe ways. Cause we would, we ran to Outback Steakhouse at their downtown Disney because we needed some like Americanized food. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I need something. I know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't have seafood in. Can we please just have like the kids' mac and cheese? Like, <laughs> it was very. Sounds exactly like Danny. Yeah, that would be what I do. I'm like, I gotta go somewhere else and get something really plain. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Day three, we were getting a little hangry at each other and like tired because we were, you know, going park open and park close and so totally <laughs> understand. All right, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. It was so much fun hearing your top ten and I hope you had a good time on the podcast. And um tell us where um where can people find yeah, you? Where can people find yeah. you? Well, first off, thank you again for having me on. You guys are such a treat to talk to, especially like you guys are knowledgeable at Disneyland, so I can like make references to that. Um, but you guys can find me Morgan Stark on Instagram. It's like Morgan Stark underscore underscore. Uh, big Marvel fan over here, just like they are. Um, and on Instagram or for my podcast, it's just some magic. So no 
uh, dashes or anything like that on Instagram. I'm working on YouTube and Facebook groups and stuff like that. But and then on Apple, um, I'm on Apple, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms, um, just some magic. So I hope you guys enjoy it and love it and can't wait to have you guys on and come on the show and share your most magical moments. So yeah. Yes. We are so looking forward to that. I I've been practicing <laughs> what my magic moment will be. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so definitely go and check out just some magic Morgan's podcast. It brings a little bit of glimmer and light into your life and some dark times when we're all missing the parks. So I really love that about your podcast. And then, of course, as always, find us on Instagram, Mouse Park Insider. Please leave us a review. It is the best way for somebody to find our podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It's very helpful. And uh, we are on Patreon, Mouse Park Insider. So until next week, guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Next time, it was my first flight, and I'm still getting used to my programming. Hey! Hey! <laughs>